Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bo Knows Show. Sometimes you're going to get some info on there as well. And you can email us anytime at Show at gmail.com. This is episode 78. And today I'm joined by our most popular <laughs> correspondent, or I guess co-host, uh, the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's <laughs> uh, podcast, the token girl. She has great legs and even greater mind. She keeps me out of jail. My co-host, Ellen Wigginter. Edub, how you doing? I'm doing all right, though. How are you? Well, as you already know, it has happened. We have an important announcement. We're going to start it out right now at the beginning. We're going to get it out there. I threatened it. God damn it. It happened. Coach Bo is a free agent. Okay. So take a deep breath. Release that. And let's remind folks what's going on here. Okay. As many people know. I am, well, I was previously a New Orleans Saints fan. I have been since I was a child. I am from Hammond, Louisiana. I have been faithful to the New Orleans Saints since I was a boy. Yes. I have dealt with things like bags on my head. I have dealt with Bobby Bear. I have dealt with having the greatest linebacking core in the history of the game and not winning a playoff game. I got to enjoy Drew Brees. We got to win a Super Bowl once. But I said a couple of months ago, there was something that was going to happen. And if this happened, it was a bridge to a far. Okay. And that would be a trade or the signing of Derek Carr. And what happened just a couple of days ago? On Monday, the New Orleans Saints signed Derek Carr to a four-year contract. So I made the decision. Right then in there, I ordered a couple of those nice totes, those you know, those boxes on yeah. Amazon. Yep. They arrived this morning. And when I get home tonight, actually tonight or tomorrow, I will actually start a new pack. Every bit of New Orleans Saints gear I own, every shirt, every sweatshirt, jackets, hats, everything I own is going in those boxes. What about memorabilia? No, stuff that's on the wall stays on the wall. Okay. But I have less of that than I do other, other my other team. I mean, like the Red Sox. Okay. And I decided that those will go into the bottom of my closet. And upon the time in which Derek Carr is no longer a New Orleans Saint, and Dennis Allen is no longer the head coach, and Mickey Loomis is no longer the general manager, I will then come back. The prodigal son will come back at that time. But until then, I am done. But all three have to occur. All three. All three. I'm I'm going to explain this. I'm going to talk a lot about this in the beginning, then we'll get into some other football stuff. But here's what I want to ask you. This is why I brought you in here, because I knew you would be the, 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 the right person to pick my brain on this. There comes a time where we cannot, as fans, just blindly follow. True. 
I did do not agree with some of the things that my team has done. Now, it's not egregious. It's not like this is Deshaun Watson. That no. would have been egregious. But here's my problem. Okay. Three years ago, Drew Brees retired. Mm-hmm. And Sean Payton thought that he knew more than everybody on God's green earth and that Taysom Hill would be a quarterback in the NFL. If you recall, this before the podcast. If right. you recall, you're a friend of mine. You know that I told pretty much everyone living that Taysom Hill's not a quarterback in the NFL. I've made right. that very clear over time. I've made it clear on this podcast. But what I'm upset about is that they then get Jameis Winston, who I like. I like Jameis Winston. And I know that he's, everyone always says, hey, he had a 30 interception season. He also had 30 touchdowns that season in town. Sure. He had a couple of injury problems. This guy's got physical talent. He's wicked smart football-wise. And because of his injuries past season, and really the end of the season before, he was not given the opportunity to really be the starting quarterback. Right. St. Sign Andy Dalton. That was a disaster. It's like we're going to keep putting a Band-Aid on and then put another Band-Aid on when that one comes off. When what you really need to do is take your ass to the hospital and get sewn up. Fair. And what this team hasn't done, and this is why I blame blame Mickey Loomis, the GM, on a lot of this, is that they are the worst at managing the cap. Pull this up, and I'll get you the exact number here in a moment. But the New Orleans Saints are currently – hugely over the salary cap. And it's because they have too much dead cap. They have to pay players. They're no longer there. Um, For instance, let me get this pulled up here. The New Orleans Saints are currently second to last. They are 25 million over on the cap. Okay. Now, that is because right now they're paying. This is not as bad as it was last season. They're currently paying Malcolm Jenkins, who's been on the team for two years, four million dollars in dead cap money this year. Uh, Nick Vanette's getting a half million. They got a couple of the guys at three, two or three hundred thousand. But they've paid guys like Taysom Hill, whose cap number is twenty-three million dollars this year, and. This is a guy that should have been a free agent the end of last season and walk away. The Saints should let him walk away. Instead, Mickey Loomis said, hey, we're going to give him $60 million to stay. Okay. No one on God's green earth thought this guy was worth $60 million for four years. But they kept him. He's Even if he was the best tight end in the league, which he's not, he wouldn't be worth that. Okay. But to play quarterback and tight end, well, who thought that was a good idea? Certainly wasn't me. They've kicked the can down the curb. Now they can't get a free agent. They can't make a big deal. But what we I, all know is that the salary cap's kind of an illusion in a way as well. Sure. And if you want to, you can do something. And the Saints proved that when they went and signed Derek Carr. Question. Yes, didn't they receive trade pick compensation for Peyton going to the Broncos? Yes, they received a first round pick from the Broncos, which is actually the 49ers pick. So it's way at the end of the first round for Sean Peyton. 
the Saints have been counting on getting a first-round pick since last year's draft because they treated their own first-round pick last year to move up three spots in order to get Chris Olave last year. Wasn't a bad trade, and they did that knowing that Sean Payton wasn't coming back. They were going to get compensation. It was likely going to be a first-round pick. But when they made the compensation deal, it was with the Broncos. The only first-round pick the Broncos had was the one that they stole from the 49ers in the trade. So now you got this late, late first-round pick, which really doesn't have the value to go get a young quarterback in this draft. You know, it's not, you're not getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, or even Anthony Richardson now, who's bolting up. You could get uh, the dude from TCU. Well, the again, I would be totally against that one too. That's okay. just going to get another Andy Dalton. I'm back to my Max Duke. Yeah, the one player, and it's because he's currently injured. That's not probably not going to be a first round pick. Is um, oh, I just had it. Hendon, Hendon, uh, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback okay. from Tennessee. Yeah, that was a fifth year senior. He's 25. And he's probably got to sit out a year because he's hurt and he's going to have to go to a pro program, which he never has. He has never played at that level. He played one great year at Tennessee. And what we'll see now, again, if the Saints decide in their first round pick they can get Hendon Hooker, that's great. But why would you sign Derek Cardo a four year contract? Why wouldn't you just keep Jameis Winston and save $30 million in the salary cap? See, the Saints think they're a quarterback away from being a contender because sure. the division is bad. Right. The Panthers are bad. The, the Bucks lost Brady. The Falcons haven't been good. So they think, the, the obviously, the thinking is, hey, look, if we get a good, a decent quarterback, and Derek Carr's not horrible, but he's a middle of the road guy. He's undependable. He has a neg- he has a sub five hundred career record in nine seasons as a starter. Yeah, and I keep hearing the stat. Well, he's never had a top ten defense. Um, he's not a top ten quarterback, so don't give me that bullshit. No, he's gotten lucky. No, he's not a good quarterback. This no, is a bad play. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He's gotten yeah. lucky in various in-game yeah. situations, you know. This guy's not a good quarterback. And you basically are now mortgaging what little future you have now to go bring this guy in and think that all of a sudden he's going to change. You tell me a 31-year-old quarterback that just all of a sudden got better. So, Okay. I I understand and completely agree with the angst around this. But then we had the news on Tuesday, hmm. which I'm really pushed you over the edge. Yes, I'm gonna get there. Well, I'm not even we're we're halfway there. We're pushing through. So Derek Carr is 31 years old. And like I said, name me a quarterback who after 30 just all of a sudden got better. And the one example someone tried to give me was Matt Stafford. They said Matt Stafford went to the Rams at 32 and won a Super Bowl. 
And I said, do you realize that Matt Stafford is one of three quarterbacks in the history of the NFL with a 5,000-yard passing season? He led the league in passing twice in yardage. Yeah, he had Calvin Johnson for fuck's sake. He had Calvin Johnson on those offenses for years. Those That is not apples to apples. That is comparing Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford was a number one overall pick. Correct. That guy who went to Detroit and was the only glimpse of hope for years. Yeah. Outside of Calvin Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but now I'm hearing, well, Calvin Johnson did. Or, uh, um, Matt, Stafford. Also, Matt, Stafford, yeah. Matt Stafford also went to the boy genius and Sean McVay. Let me tell you, Pete Carmichael is not a fucking boy genius as an offensive coordinator. And well, then also, Dennis Allen's not a great, a good head coach at all. When these two, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, were together with the Raiders, Derek Carr's rookie year, mm-hmm. people forget Dennis Allen got fired from that job four weeks in. Yeah. Four weeks into the season. Because they weren't even fucking competitive. Well, and who knows if Sean McVay is the boy genius that we all think he is. I don't think it's fair to say he is. He's been successful literally everywhere he's been as an assistant coach and a head coach. Let's see if he can sustain it. But everything came together in that one season. So so I think that the, 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 the comparison of Derek Carr to Matt Stafford is very disingenuous. So then I dare anybody. Tell me someone 31 years old just got better. Just overnight, they went to a new situation. They were better. They were drastically better. You're not going to find one. This is a Band-Aid. This is a high-priced, really shitty Band-Aid. I mean, listen. My years of Bears fandom, that's all I really knew with their quarterbacks. They kept drafting in a sense of trying to get the wonder kid and it failed every single time with perhaps the exception of Justin Fields. We'll see how that works out. I'm going there too because now I was really angry. This is not the guy I wanted. I was willing to say keep Jameis Winston. Duke it out and see what happens for a season. You're going to be in a better salary cap place. Make a decision next year. Whether that means going to the draft. The only other way the Saints team can resurrect me as a fan is to go 0-17. Uh-huh. If they go 0-17, I'm back. Because so they, even, they purposely tank to get the number one pick. Because even they can't mess this one up. So, because Caleb Williams will go number one next year. Okay. USC quarterback. I mean, there's, he'd gone number one this year if he was out. I, I just wanted confirmation of who your presumed number yes. one pick was. Number one pick, Caleb Williams, is no problem. I mean, it's, he's going to win the Heisman again next year. He's going to be the number one pick. In the, he's going he's to be the only two-time Heisman winner except for Archie Griffin. He's going to win it next year. He's the best player in football, and he's going to be an incredible pro. His comp, do you know what people are comping him to right now? No. Topping in Patrick Mahomes. He turned out to be pretty good, huh? 
Do you know that when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, you know who was the uh-huh. next? You know who the next team to pick was? I don't remember. It was the New Orleans Saints. Do you know who they were going to pick? I presume Mahomes. They were going to pick Patrick Mahomes. Sean Payton but said the it. Chiefs, the Chiefs moved up. The Chiefs jumped in front of him the last minute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sean Payton has said the absolute best quarterback workout he's ever personally had was Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not mad because they didn't get Patrick Mahomes. They still had Drew Brees at the time. Sure. And they would have played Drew Brees for another season, maybe even two, which would have worked out great. It worked out for Mahomes. It did. Well, had a full year behind Alex. Yeah. So now we get to Tuesday in the timeline. I'm already pissed. I'm already already ordered the big tubs to put my gear in. I've already, it's already come. And about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we see the biggest news of the NFL week. And that's that the Baltimore Ravens put the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm going there. I'm getting there. Bear with me. Not only did they, and we knew they were going to franchise. Look, everyone knew. They didn't make a deal. They were going to get franchised. They put the non-exclusive tag on it, which is what this means for people who don't know. It's two franchise tags. You can franchise someone exclusively. You have to pay them equal to the top three players in the league at that position. That would have meant that he would have gotten it. Lamar Jackson would have gotten $43 million this next season if he signs the deal. Or, now you cannot negotiate with the player on a long-term deal at that point. And he cannot negotiate with anybody else. Yep. Or, you can do what's called the non-exclusive tag, which says player signs if they sign the deal. They have to pay them amongst the highest five at that position, which is $32 million in this case. He's going to get $10 bucks less. But any team, I'm going to repeat that word, any, any, team can make an offer and negotiate with Lamar Jackson now. Correct. They can make a deal. The Ravens would have to match the deal. Yes, they have the essentially the first right of refusal. Yep. If they refuse to match the deal, a trade goes through and the compensation is two First round picks. Yep. Two first round picks. New Orleans picks at 28th this next year. Did I mention that the New Orleans Saints just signed Derek Carr to a hundred million plus deal? No, I don't think you did. Yeah, yeah. Four years, they're guaranteeing him 70 million. Now I saw it. I pulled up the contract on over the cap. They can get out after two years by paying them a $10 million bonus. It's going to count as dead cap money, and they're out for $70 million. Okay. It's two years. So if you're going to draft a hand in hooker, there's your out. So I can see that. I don't think that's happening. But I find it curious. The Saints made this deal. While Derek Carr 
was waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers was going to do because Derek Carr wanted to go to the Jets or the Saints. It's pretty clear what happened. The Saints came in with more money than the Jets did. And they said, but you got to sign today because we can't get to tomorrow. Because they didn't want to make a deal on Lamar Jackson. Interesting. What I'm going to tell you is Saints fans would have totally and completely lost our shit in a great way to give up this year and next year's number one picks, figure out a way to make the cap work, and get Lamar Jackson. Because all you'd have to do is say, look, we'll give you the guarantee that the Ravens won't. You want 250 for five years? You got it. Work with us on the cap. We'll guarantee the whole contract. Nobody in their right goddamn minds, it's that supposedly that close, wouldn't take the M, a former MVP who's 26 years old right. can do what Lamar Jackson can do. I'm not mad because the Saints didn't get Lamar Jackson. I'm mad because the Saints made a concerted effort to subvert even trying to make their team better by going and getting the laziest thing they could possibly do, and that was sign Derek Carr. They didn't make their team any better. I know that the the sports books say they're a better chance of winning the division now. That's being the tallest midget at this point. I'm sorry, I don't want to say something mean, but look, that's not a good division. And I guarantee you, after the draft, they won't be the favorite in that division. Carolina will find a quarterback. Tampa will find a quarterback. If Tampa plays Kyle Trask, they're better than the Saints. Who's Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask is their is the second year quarterback. He played at Florida. He was Brady's backup last year. Huh. He'll be the starting quarterback right now for the Bucks. Okay. Kyle Trask is straight. Kyle Trask is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Desmond Ritter is the starting quarterback in the Falcons. He's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. At least they have the upside of being young. Sure. This is ridiculous in every which way. And with all we've dealt with the Saints fans, and, you know, the proudest I've ever been as a Saints fan, and what really brought me into my full-on Sainthood was Katrina. Mm-hmm. It was kind of our way of saying we're still New Orleans people. We're still, Nola's still our place. Right. And, it was a new, it was a new thing again. The city, everything about Louisiana and South Louisiana and New Orleans and that whole area surrounded the Saints. The rebirth of the city, a place I'm proud to be from. It was all built around this. Right. And it's just a goddamn shame that now we see they took the easy way out, made a bad decision, they're gonna regret and not even be competitive about moving forward. So again, there's two options for me. You want me back? You can fire the lot. Carr, Allen, and Loomis. They can all go. And before anyone says, well, Mickey Loomis drafted really well the last couple of years, Mickey Loomis does not make draft picks. They hired Jeff Ireland three years ago. Jeff Ireland does all the draft picks. 
That's why their players they've gotten the first round have been good the last couple of years because Jeff Ireland drafted, not because Mickey Loomis drafted. Sure, sure. They can fire all three of them motherfuckers, or they can go zero and seventeen and bring me Caleb Williams, and I'll come back. Until okay. then, my jacket, my hoodie, all my shirts, everything. It's being nice and neatly folded and being put away in the bottom of my closet. I'm a free agent. But will you be watching them? No. If they're on the game of the week, you know, they're on your normal. I'm not going out of my way to watch a Saints game. Okay. They're on Monday Night Football, yes, I'm going to watch. They're on Sunday night, yes, I'm going to watch. But I'm not going to say, hey, it's Sunday. Ah, well, the Saints are on at noon. But we're not going to get them here, so I got to go to the bar to watch. I'm not doing that. Okay. This Period. Okay. So since this has happened, I've been asked by some friends. I posted it. If you know your friend, I posted on social media. I posted on our Twitter. I posted on the, on the Coach Bono's podcast Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. I said, I'm done. Explained it. This is where I'm at. I have been hit up by a dozen people at least saying, well, who are you going to root for now? I'm in free agency. I'm ready to be wooed. Who wants me to root for their team? I have a couple of rules. We're going to lay these rules out. Okay. And then we're going to go from there. Now, look, everyone knows there is a favorite in this thing. Of course, the Bengals are the leading edge. The leading candidate. Look, I'm not going to lie. The leading candidates, the Bengals, they got Joe Burrow. He's my favorite player. But I can be bought. I'm 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 a whore, but I'm not a cheap. <laughs> I'm just not sure how that happens to a fan. I don't know, but I'm waiting to see what happens. Okay. I got a couple of rules. Okay. One, I will not be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Some things I just cannot do. The Dallas Cowboys are one of them. And which sounds weird because who was the guy talking up the Cowboys for the second half of this last season? That was me. It doesn't matter. I was they, all over how good they were. They they fail time and again. So they did, and and I can't read for Mike McCarthy. So and as much as I do like Jerry Jones, like I like the business acumen of Jerry Jones, and I love what he's done with the franchise. I don't like like what he did with Jimmy Johnson and a few other things. But you would think that would be one, and I'd be like, huh, that one might be. No, I'm not moving to that. I can't do that. Okay. I will not go to the Atlanta Falcons. Plain and simple. I'm not just going to go full on fuck you, Spike. Because okay. I cannot bring myself to be a dirty bird. So I just cannot do that. Okay. No Falcons. No Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is because a lot of my friends are Kansas City Chiefs fans, but also that's front running. That's front running, and I'm not a front runner. Not doing that. Can't do it. Not going to okay. do it. So those three are off the list. I'm going to see what happens in the next few weeks. I will announce who I'm going with here. It's going to be like, have it's going to be like one of these, uh, like one of these, uh, the bachelor kind of shows. I'm going to be giving a rose to somebody. Oh, hold on. What the fuck are you, uh, what are you going to do this based on the draft? Are you going to wait till OTAs? Like, no, I'm going to wait I'm just a couple of weeks, probably. Just, I'll, I'll know shortly. How, I'm going how to see what the commitment these teams are making to the, to being better. There's also some things that are going to jump around. Like I'm not going to the Jets 
if Aaron Rodgers is there. No, I understand. But why aren't you waiting until the, at least the draft to make some preliminary oh. decisions? It's only we'll 50 see. days away. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to jump, not rushing into a relationship. But you I need to make some like decisions. You're a little needy. I am a little needy, but we'll see. Hey, look, the the, the leader in the clubhouse is the banks because of I don't her. even know why you're pretending. No, no, because there's a couple things I do like. I'll give you some examples. I love the Detroit Lions. Today. Dan Campbell is my dude. He's former Saints coach. I love Dan Campbell. There's very much a lot of things I can get down with with them. Sure, they get a defense. That's yeah. These change well, they just change coordinators. So we'll see what happens. I can be very down with the with the Lions. I can be down with the Jets if no Aaron Rodgers. Again, because I like that coaches get down. I like who they their 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 team is stacked with young talent. There are some teams I can enjoy watching here. Just to spite Uncle Rico, I will not be a 49ers fan. How, hold on. How is that spiting him? Because he likes Garoppolo. Jimmy G isn't going to play ever again, so. Well, I don't think he should have played this past year, but Jimmy G is going to play somewhere next year, and I will not be rooting for that team either. Hey, no, you know what? He's going to end up getting clipboard money. and uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, get your clip. And I'm not mad about anybody to get your clipboard money. I, stop, Chase, stop Chase Daniels is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. The king, the king of clipboard money. I mean, hell, Chad Henney. Yeah. Oh, Mr. the king of – oh, go look one day and see how much money Chase Daniels made. Oh, no, no, no. We have discussed this multiple times, so king. I understand. Yeah. But, again, given that Chase came through the Chiefs organization and Chad Henney just retired after the Super Bowl, who was all just clipboard money as well. Clipboard money. I love, I love clipboard money. Get, get after it. Get your clipboard money. So that's where we're at. That's your update. I'm a free agent. I will take a look at some options. I get to enjoy the draft this year because I don't get to look at somebody going, oh, how's Sean Payton going to fuck this thing up? So this is why I'm curious as to why you're even saying that in a couple weeks, you're even going to – It might be the draft. It might be after the – it probably is. It's likely to be after the draft. I mean, you can't can't even start evaluating what – team is trying to do until after the draft there's truth to that yeah i see where you go then i don't think i think then you start maybe some elimination processes and then you have a top three by the end of the preseason okay you know what i'll take this in a i'll take this in a suggestion here i think you may be on to something well i mean you made you made a bachelor reference right yeah. So let's look at this in a way that makes sense instead of doing a straight declaration of love and adoration. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about who we've eliminated so far. We'll just do that for this week. We know who we've eliminated. We have eliminated Dallas. We have eliminated Atlanta. We have eliminated San Francisco. We have eliminated uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. And That's any it. team Aaron Rodgers goes to. Okay, because you were just being particular to the Jets. So I'm yes. hopeful 
I'm hopeful too. See, that's one of those that if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, nope, I'm not down with that. Nope, nope. Look, they could win, but see, they could win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers too. I I am hopeful this means that the Bears, because you haven't eliminated. I have not eliminated the Bears. You're you're not. And and if the Bears want to impress me, if the Bears want to impress me, make a really good draft day deal and keep Justin Fields. They've got a new GM. We'll see. We'll see what the uh, that's what's worrying me. That GM, that G. Now, see, it's a good deal if he can trade Fields. If he if he wants Young, which again, I don't see a problem with. If he trades Fields for two ones, again, there is another person, another team that the Saints could have called and said, "Hey, we'll give you two ones for Fields." Yeah, I'm just telling you, we could have done. There is I, fuck Ico and their fucking bullshit pop ups on my goddamn screen. I know, I know. I really, really like Dustin Fields. I really hope. I do too. What I don't understand is the love for Bryce Young. I there's only one thing on Bryce Young that scares me. He's thin. He's dangerously thin. He's smart. He's got a good arm. He knows how to play the position. He's played at a high level, at a high place. Done it for a couple of seasons. There's nothing to not like about him. Except he has, for he's under 200 pounds. And he's tiny. He's small. That is, And I hate to say that because I think the world of that guy. And look, he played in Alabama, and I'm an LSU fan. And I think the world of him, of Bryce Young. Great talent from what I can see on a college level. I think he's going to be a good – I just – I worry about the size thing. I do. Can I worry about that. Can he handle getting pummeled because yeah. he has a weak offensive line protecting him, yeah. and he is 205 and 5'10", 5'11", depending on what shoes he's wearing. Yeah. He's not 205. He's like 195. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't even – I don't know what he measured at the – he is under 200 pounds. You know, it, it, I mean, but he's, but see, Kyler Murray is a small guy, and Bryce Young is a better version of that. Kyler Murray, Murray hasn't really proven shit. I know, but what I'm saying is that there's talent there. No, no, no. And Bryce think, Young has that kind of talent. I think that's fair. And I think Bryce Young will astound someone and oh, he yeah. will do great in wherever he lands. I just worry that it'll be a team that doesn't have the O-line to be able to protect him. That is going to be very important. That is going to be super important, is to be able to keep him upright. Yes. So, um, and we'll talk about the draft as we get closer, because I'm going to hit these five quarterbacks hard. I've already started looking at stuff. i tell you who I like. I like Young. I think Stroud's a superstar. I think Will Levis is going to be really good in the right situation. Where is he out of? Kentucky. Okay. He's your big, he's the biggest. Um, I don't want to say this talent wise. He is your more traditional looking quarterback. He's six, four. He's right. a white guy, a little less athletic with the big arm played in a good, who's played in a concept style offense for the last yeah, couple that, of years. 
that Kentucky Florida matchup yeah. was so exciting for people because of the talent. Yeah. Um, yep. Anthony Richardson just from Florida just went in and just broke fucking every record in the combine. Jesus um, Christ. I've watched him play twice. He's a fucking freak. Forty um, and a half inch vertical? What in the hell is that? In a four three three forty. You know who he looked like to me? Cam. Hope again, it's one of those things that with these Where does he go? And overly mobile quarterbacks who have this great skill, how long can it, they last? Yeah, but if you hey, but if they last five years or eight years, is that, is that good enough? I mean, that's what you got to think. And then I think Hendon Hooker is the one that might be the most raw talented next to Henderson. Or Richardson, I'm sorry, next to Richardson. And, um, but he has an ACL. He, he hurt his ACL at the end of the season. Yeah. He's not going to play until at least many. Game. His last, yeah, last regular season game. So he's going to be out until he's training camp, if not longer. He's going to have to sit his first year. Again, sure. the right situation. And that's what all these, these young players – look, those five guys I just named, they all have ridiculous talent. They yeah. are all – and they would be 10 years ago, they would all be can't-miss guys. But now it has to be this perfect match where you go to the right coach and the right system and the right players and put it all together. And there's going to be some um... – inclination for teams to look at what Brock Purdy did yeah. last year and go, it's okay. We can slot this guy in. He's got talent. He's yeah. got skill. He's got IQ. Yeah. We can do yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, we're going to talk about, we'll get into the, into the draft in the next few weeks. Um, Uncle Rico and I are going to do a lot about it. And sure. the quarterback, what I can say, I'm going to take the lead on that one. And it's going to be, when I talk about those five guys, it's going to be like I'm salivating because all five of them are, they are ridiculously talented and all five could be franchise quarterbacks. They're all five better than any quarterback from last year's draft. So this is my challenge to you then. Who is going to be the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback that might sneak up in the right situation and be the next Brock Purdy? I hmm. so that don't answer it tonight. Yeah, I'd have to look because there's going to be this is going to be a deep quarterback draft. I mean, this is going to be there's some good ones in this draft, and there's going to be some that are going to be fourth and fifth round guys. That right. And here's the thing: it's weird. It's like there are guys who get drafted now in the sixth, seventh round who are quarterbacks that ten or fifteen years ago would have been first and second round guys. Exactly. You just go, wow, they and. And then you get like a Brock Purdy who, look, Brock Purdy's not a quarterback. He should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He was good enough to do what they needed him to do at that time. But he's not a going to be a franchise quarterback. He may not be, but, I mean, what? He won. He won like six games. It was like, yeah, I think it was 10 games in a row at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Jeff George that. did something like that when he was young, too. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but his rookie year. Yeah, I get it. I and, and they and are the very last pick in the draft. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
And we'll see. We're going to talk about that as we get there. There's going to be some really – it's going to be a lot. We're going to get in-depth in the draft. So I'm a nerd, and the one thing you can – bet coming, <laughs> I'm going to nerd out about the draft. So especially that position. So, all right, so there's where we're at with free agency. And in the meantime, we covered it. Derek Carr signed. We covered that Lamar Jackson sign. The Giants signed Daniel Jones to a four-year $40 million per year contract. Um, I'm going to be an outlier on this one. You're not going to believe me on this one? I think that's a good deal. I haven't seen a whole lot of people pushing back that actually watch the Giants. You, 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 gonna, look, quarterback's going to cost you $40 million now. He's as good as any of them. I would take Daniel Jones over Derek Carr. I don't blame you on that call at all. And then I and then my prediction was right in the Jones report two weeks ago. I said Daniel Jones would get a big contract extension and Saquon Barkley would get the franchise tag. tag. Yeah. yeah. That made sense to the Giants. That totally made sense to the Giants. I think that Barkley knew it too. Uh, and it makes sense for Barkley. Now he gets to go in there and play on a contract year. If he does as well in 2023 as did 2022, he'll get his he'll get his pay next year. For sure. So uh, that made business sense for the Giants. Um, oh, man, that's a lot of shit going on. Uh, <laughs> we still don't know shit about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so I don't even want to talk about it today. Although we do know that he has spoken with the Jets or met with the Jets. Yeah, yeah conversation with the Jets. Um, uh, and I do think, I will say this, that's a really good fit in my view. Young, young team. Very talented young team, well coached. They play hard. You get them a player like like Aaron Rodgers would give them the experience they need, and to give them that re- the reliable quarterback. I think that's a good marriage. I do. Sure, I I don't have a huge issue with it. Uh, he and Zach Wilson can go milf hunting. I don't know exactly how that will all shake out, but um, I don't I, know. How- how Aaron Rodgers will do with the New York media, which oh, which might be the most interesting piece <clears throat> of that whole marriage should it come together. That's a great point. You know, he can't just run to McAfee if he's in New York. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, we're going to see some other stuff happening in the next few weeks. We've got uh, what's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins. There's a chance that he's going to be traded. Uh, the Chiefs did not give Orlando Brown uh, the franchise tag. They are Frank Chris- Clark. Frank Clark is gone. I expect they're going to work out a deal with Chris Jones. And I do expect they're going to work out a deal with Orlando Brown as well. They should have got that done a year ago, though. I Last year, they should have had that situation taken care of. He's worth paying. Absolutely. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing there. I know that it has more to do with trying to slot the right pieces. That's too important. Yeah, no, you need that blindside coverage, man. Yeah, you. There's four important players you got to have on every football team in the NFL. You got to have a quarterback. You got to have a left tackle to protect the quarterback. You got to have one good corner, one good edge pass rusher. The Chiefs have got all four of those. If you just keep Orlando Brown, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. What if Lamar Jackson ends up in Washington? With Eric Bieniemy, 
Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be, I guess. This would be my overall concern with any top talent landing in Washington. Not knowing the status of who the ownership team is going to be. Having the distraction of all that. And I'm not sure how long Ron Rivera is going to be sticking around. Mm -hmm. He's dealt with a lot of personal health issues. I mean, it's just, he's getting to a point that I could see him be like, yeah, peace out. I'm good. And maybe that was part of the discussion with the enemy coming in, which I'm sure it had to be because he's like what the assistant head coach as part of it. But there has to be a lot of trust with a top tier quarterback going into that facility because yeah. a lot of things are going to get turned upside down. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you're Lamar Jackson, and so I'm going to talk about the Lamar Jackson thing for a minute because I find it really interesting. Sure. The only thing that they're separated on, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, is the guaranteed money. Right. And so for people who don't know, Lamar Jackson's representing himself. He basically wants the same deal Deshaun Watson got. He wants 250 for five years and he wants it all guaranteed. Yep. Um, we have not seen another fully guaranteed contract for a quarterback other than Deshaun Watson. Daniel Jones didn't get one, Derek Carr didn't get one. Mahomes um, didn't get Mahomes, one. Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes does not have one. Now we have this, you know, Lamar Jackson's the big one right now. The next ones will be Herbert and Burrow. And we know the Bengals are like trying to do anything creative they can do to keep Joe Burrow. Um, sure. The Chargers are going to have to do the same thing. They don't have a lot of money, so they're trying to figure that piece out. Lamar Jackson, to me, is an interesting one because if he does not sign, he could not sign the, 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 tend, the franchise tag. Right, if he, he could does, sit out next year, right? He could set the whole season and become a free agent. I don't think he's going to sign the deal still training camp. I think he's going to bet. I think he's looking for – I think what the – you mentioned this offline. I think it's a great way to put this. You said to me, you think the Ravens are really – you didn't say it was chicken shit the way I would just say I'm saying it. But you said, look, the Ravens clearly want someone else to set the market. Yeah. On Lamar, on Lamar Jackson. And then they'll say whether they'll match that or not. They don't want to take the hit of, okay, we'll be the one that sets the market for our own player. And we've just never seen a team walk away from their franchise quarterback like that in his prime, a former MVP in his prime. This isn't Matt Ryan, former MVP, right. five, 10 years later. This is. Lamar Jackson is 26 or 27. He is a difference maker. Look, everyone knows how great he is. He's one of the top five quarterbacks in this league, if you ask me. Um, I don't understand why. He's, the only thing is that, and think about it, he's the best player in that franchise's history offensively. I mean, Ray Lewis had read on the defensive side. But it's also Baltimore. He's an African-American quarterback. You can put him on every goddamn billboard in the city. Why would you not sign this guy? 
So why would you not do this? Here's the thing though, where I have to think there's some thought of leverage from a business perspective is that he's doing his negotiation himself. He does not have an agent. No. And I applaud him for doing this. It may be a blueprint for other people coming forward. I have no doubt that he has legal and financial people advising him in his mm -hmm. negotiations. Yeah. But it's almost as though it's a bullying tactic of, oh, you think you can stand up for yourself? Okay, well, we're going to push you down and see if you can stand back up. Let me ask, let me put the word in here, and you're the attorney here. Mm -hmm. Is there a chance this is collusion? So I don't know because I think that is hard my to prove. Guess, my guess would be is that there's some sort of, even if it's a loose definition, in the CBA. Okay. Relative if those, to this. If those are what we're talking about, collusion being basically these owners that none of them are going to offer. Lamar Jackson, a guaranteed contract because a number of the owners are very unhappy with what happened with Deshaun Watts. They're calling it the outlier. They're saying this, there's no one else is getting that. And they're trying to not set a precedent so that other quarterbacks can't now go, give me the money. Right. Guaranteed. And I wonder if the Ravens are taking the bullet for everyone else, and if there's an understanding, in quotation marks, sure. that no one's going to offer him 250 for five years guaranteed. So my thought process on this is, given his ability to negotiate with other teams yeah. if everyone else steps away without sufficient or without sufficient guaranteed money whether it's a fully guaranteed or 80 percent guaranteed whatever he decides he lands on then it becomes a legal situation lawsuits yeah. are because yeah. i i I don't disagree with your thought that if I were Lamar Jackson and everyone backs away from you, is there a tacit agreement among everyone that that's what play is going to be? That's what I wonder. I, I, I really wonder that. And I, I tend to think that there's some smoke to that fire because I don't see as if you're the Ravens, I don't see why you wouldn't make this deal. Because you're not going to get an appropriate, uh, especially when they exercise the non-exclusive tag. Yeah, you're not getting an appropriate return for him. Two first-round picks. Not when Watson was three. Yeah, I guess it depends on the need of the particular team. Yeah, but I, so I, 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 there's going to be a lot to see with that coming up in the next few weeks. I don't think he's even close to signing that deal. I think this is going to be, he's going to go flirt with somebody else and see what happens. And if he doesn't get a good enough deal, I would not be surprised if he pulls a LaShawn, uh, um, was it um, 
was a couple years ago, or the, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh who set out the season. Blanking on the name, know who you're talking about, and totally yeah. agree. Yeah, it sits up the whole year. Le'Veon Bell, so I'm thinking about. Le'Veon Bell, the running yeah. back. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls a Le'Veon Bell. He says no. Because he'll get his money. He will. He's worth it, too. I just – he's a good guy. He's a really good player. He's proven himself time and time again. I know there's the injury bug. People talk about the way he plays. But, look, none of these teams – Every quarterback is an injury risk now. Patrick Mahomes has been hurt twice. You yeah, know? if if you're expecting any kind of mobility to set up an RPO offense, then you're just setting your quarterback up to be injured. Yeah. So, hey, last thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if – well, I got two things. I don't know if we're going to get time for both of them. But I wanted to get on – you mentioned the, the commanders and the whole – we talked about the, um, Lamar Jackson – have you seen – it was, I believe, in the Washington Post. It was ESPN's Don Venata had a great article about the commanders and Dan Snyder and his $55 million loan. Have you so seen this? I saw that a few weeks back. Was that part of the whole uh, advertising on the private – on his private That was gen- one part. That was one piece yeah. of it. So okay. – So um, – it turns out Don Venata broke a story last week that the ownership, the minority ownership of the commanders yep. is going to sue Daniel Snyder. Yeah. A couple of years ago, three minority owners, and I think minority is in the number of shares they had, not that they were minorities. Right. Um, they had 10% of the team each agreed to sell their shares to back to Daniel Snyder at a significant, not a loss, but not at a gain either. He paid $870 million for 30% of the team. Um, Daniel Snyder, as the majority owner before this, basically forced the hand of these three owners so they could not sell it to anybody else. They could only sell it to him. Uh, that wasn't part of their agreement. They're also finding out that Daniel Snyder borrowed $55 million from Bank of America in the name of the commanders. Without getting board approval. Without getting board approval of the commanders. Turns out the commander's ownership hasn't had a board meeting in like three years. And Dan Snyder told the other owners, supposedly the quote, I heard Dan Vanetta talk about this on on the podcast, on – um, uh, who was a podcast anyway on the business of sports podcast? Okay. See, his quote was the why the fuck do I need to have a meeting? I'm the chairman, you are the chairman of the board of directors. Now we know that there are the, the, the commanders are for sale now, and there's talk of yes. upwards of seven billion dollars. Which these three owners that sold their lot to Snyder for eight hundred million would now be worth upwards of two and a half billion. So they're okay. expecting that Snyder's going to make them right on this. He's not. But they're going. They, there will be lawyers. Andrew yes. Brandt was the one who broke this as well. Andrew Brandt had a great interview with Don Venata on his podcast. Um, it's now part of the fifty-five million dollar loan was for. Daniel Snyder to go to the south of France and have a yacht party with Jerry Jones. 
Uh, I guess Daniel Snyder's worth a couple billion dollars, but he's cash poor. He took a $4 million advertising fee from the commanders. Get this. You've heard it. You're shaking. To put the commander's logo on the the the, the back of the airplane. It was private. Yeah, the tail. Yeah. The tail. Um, I mean, some of these things that are getting out there, there's already been plenty of stuff about Daniel Snyder. We've talked about it here in the past. But now it looks like what's happened is other owners, these three owners that were with him and other NFL owners actually petitioned to the commissioner to do something about Daniel Snyder. And now they're doing, there's an investigation going on. Snyder's threatening the other owners that he has dirt on them. They're saying it's time for you to get out the paint. Uh, supposedly, Jeff Bezos offered between seven and eight billion dollars for the team, and Snyder says he won't take Bezos's money because Bezos owns the Washington Post, and the Washington Post is who Van Nada worked for for years and broke all these stories about the commanders. Oh my God. So he's acting like a child. A Why are rich white dudes so awful? Awful. This guy is an awful human being. You know, he 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 makes people call him Mr. Schneider. Probably I, makes his wife call him that. Yeah, probably. It's awful. If you haven't seen it, um, Bleacher Report's got it. NPR picked it up, and they've got a nice write-up on it as well. I would point you to Andrew Brandt's podcast. He actually has the interview with Don Venata for like 20 minutes. They go through a whole bunch of this stuff. It's really interesting stuff. Um, Daniel Snyder is supposedly a billion dollars in debt. Well, honestly, so these how are this is how the upper echelon lives. <laughs> they have assets which they can leverage for cash. <laughs> they never have cash on hand yeah until they're leveraging their assets yeah well in snyder's case he doesn't even have the whole asset he had to screw over the rest of his partners to get to the asset he had to borrow money to get the 800 million to pay them off then he now he's another billion in debt he's gonna have to sell this team which he's gonna he's gonna get rewarded by getting seven billion dollars yeah for his football team that he paid like a couple hundred million for right but the the owners are so mad at dan snyder that they will not allow the league has a fund to help owners borrow money to help with building stadiums so like the titans are working with the city of nashville and the state of tennessee to build a two billion dollar facility in nashville their new stadium so it's not all publicly funded it's not all public money they got to put in like 500 million they borrow that from the nfl the any owners have locked snyder out of that fund good to purchase or build a new stadium for the commanders they said they won't allow him to build a new stadium they don't want him to have a stadium as soon as a new owner buys they're getting a new stadium sure Wherever they get it, Virginia, Maryland, D.C., wherever, somewhere in that area. I just found the whole thing to be astoundingly just 
rich white dude tone deaf to the world around him. Well, it doesn't matter because no one else except for that 1% or half of 1% live in that sphere. Yeah. And yeah. so it it's just, I don't know. So and I just... I would point you that way. If you haven't seen it yet, I'll share it again on the Coach Bono's Facebook page and on the Twitter. Um, it's a great read and a great way to hear some different stuff. Definitely check that out. Um, want to also plug, we've got uh, DraftKings helping us out, of course, sponsoring the podcast. We're going to have a special DraftKings group that we will have organized this week. I'll have this up and ready. We'll share it on the Facebook page, the Twitter page, and talk about it on the next podcast to where you can put in your picks for the NCAA tournament. Uh, be we're going to do a bracket challenge at DraftKings. Uh, I'm working all the details. We're going to get that all figured out. I'll have more for you guys in the next one. We're going to put out a quick little special podcast over the weekend once it's all finalized so everybody can get the information and get it before Thursday's games. Uh, we won't do the, the Tuesday game. We'll just start on Thursday. Um, so we'll get that going. It'll be fun. I'm going to put a prize to the winner. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'll figure that out. So, yeah, it'll be something cool. Okay. So who knows? I'll, I'll come up with something. I always do. Sure. So a lot of fun there. So get ready. And if you're on DraftKings, don't forget, if you're not on DraftKings yet, get on there. Use our link in the show notes to get there, and you're going to get $200 in free bets with your first $5 bet. Great way to have some fun on these games. Guys, I'm not going to bullshit you. I've done really well this last week. I've pulled out a lot of money this last week. But, again, bet responsibly. That's the way yes. to do it. Bet responsibly. I, just, I, I lost my ass on KU on, on Saturday, but it was still within my responsible limits. Yes, yeah, I didn't touch them. I was I was going to play the bow of let's wait till they get behind. I, and they got behind, and I went, whoa. Yeah. They're not playing well. They're not going to win this game. Yeah. I had hopes. I had big hopes. Uh, you know, they do get a – I think that everybody got a little bit of help this, this week with UCLA losing their best defensive player. Yeah. Pac-12 yeah. player of the year, uh, defensive player of the year is out. Uh, UCLA was someone I thought was a really good shot at winning this thing. So you lose your best defensive player, that's going to be uh, hard. I know people are saying that, you know, they like Kansas and they like Alabama. I'm not riding that Alabama train right now. No. They are – they are they are just playing too many close games. I think it's the same thing with Kansas. I still like Houston. We'll see what I happens. I don't trust Houston either. I, I I still trust Houston. I know they played close with Memphis this past week. Memphis is a good team. Memphis is a team that can make a run. I I don't trust Houston. Yeah. So I I we'll see. That's that's the team that I'm look. I was looking at Houston and UCLA. And the UCLA thing, I'm going to watch them again, obviously, with the Pac-12 tournament coming. We'll see if that's going to affect them losing their but it's their best defensive player. So we'll see yeah, what happens. It's rough, man. They had a really big comeback against Arizona on Saturday. They just put a foot in their ass in the second half. It was pretty amazing. They've played so good down the stretch. They were kind of my favorite up until really today when I heard the news. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, E, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Of course. It's always a pleasure to have you. 
Uh, thanks to Tyler Jones and everybody at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us and reviews. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get our podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Until later in the week, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That's Ellen Wigginson. Have a great week. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody.